everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Caroline Talks. This is a podcast slash YouTube channel where I, your host, Caroline Hines, film critic and journalist, talk to film creatives around the world about their work, the industry, and what inspires them. And today, I'm actually very happy for the guests that I have today because one of them is writer and director Ariel Abu Bakar, who I previously interviewed, but through written format for his first feature film, um, <laughs> Geran, which is um, in English, Salat Warrior's Deed of Death, which I had a blast watching because I love action films. And this one was very heavily action um, oriented. And it focused on Salat, which is a Malaysian martial arts form. And that is also featured very heavily in our, in the film we'll be discussing today, Walid. And for Walid, we have the lead actor, um, Mega Charizal to, to join us to talk about the film. So I'm very happy to have both of you to talk to me today. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah so for um, as I, for all of my interviews, I always like to ask my guests to first say a bit about themselves and what got them involved in the film industry because the film filmmaking is a very labor intensive a very exhausting and a very um, particular art form where you have to, once you enter into the field, you have to know that this is what you want to do because you really have to dedicate your time and your passion and your blood, sweat and tears to making films because they are not easy, whether it's a short film or a feature film. So um, I'll begin with you, Adil. So what in what got you into filmmaking? Because as I mentioned at the beginning, um, Giran was your first feature film, but you, but, and you kind of like went, full out with that because you were just like my first feature film is going to be an action but what led you into filmmaking first <laughs> oh. okay before before i am uh, as a director i uh, i am a cinematographer mm-hmm. for seven seven years i i am working as a cinematographer and three three years for uh camera assistant and then after 10 years i'm in uh, malaysia industry i i don't have a uh, good uh, good uh, film to 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 make uh, some a good uh, good contribution to our our people to to watch a uh, film uh, silat uh, in in my country so I decide to 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 produce and to to write and and then I I I'm try to be a, a good director and I I I I try to to expose martial art silat uh, in Malaysia because my uh, in my country uh, we don't have after twenty or thirty years mm. no silat uh, movie. So I I I I try to to uh, to call on my networking uh, for my brother in uh, Silat team to to uh, to join our company Layer Pictures to produce my my first baby Silat Warrior. Mm. And for you, um, Mega, like what um let you being an actor? Yeah. Okay. Um. The the funny part of this because I started uh, before I became an actor. Um. I uh, I practiced silat before, mm. and then uh, when when I uh, graduated, uh, oh, when I almost graduated, I started doing theater, and then when when I uh, I started doing theater, which is uh, which is what which was in my early twenties, then I I 
kind of left. See, like I didn't practice it for, for quite a while. I focused on, on, on acting. And then from theatre led to some um, TV work, some film works. And after, after a few, few years from acting, I uh, proceeded to start directing. And then um, I've, uh, after directing, I started to open my own company and I, where I've, I've also have uh, produced and also um, uh, acted and directed for TV. Uh, and then after around 15, 16 years of being an actor, a director, uh, then I met this guy um, when, when, he, he, uh, when, he, when he was doing um, a, a grant, uh, actually, uh, we've never bumped into each other in, in, uh, uh, in the industry because, yeah, it's quite big. So, well, and yeah. they needed, they've actually started uh, shooting when, when I got the call. And because uh, his AD at the time um, knew that I have a CLAT background. Mm. So, so, so uh, she called me in and then, uh, okay, well, well, and she talked to him and then he said, okay, come, let's, let's cast him in, in this film and then let's give him a, a role and give him a, some one scene. And <laughs> then finally, after at that time, maybe 15, 16 years, I managed to show uh, I've never used my hmm. background in Silat before Grant. Right. Um, so the so I think something that's very interesting about your films, um, Ariel, is that you use um, martial arts, basically violence, to um, basically elevate a story about social issues or what some people call social justice issues. You know, in a typical action film, the violence is basically about solving an immediate problem. So you have like your protagonist, who's the hero, he'll be like a martial artist, if you're going to use Asian films as an example, he will be uh, a martial artist. And it would be that the martial arts, the action, the violence is about solving the immediate problem. Whereas for your your films, the act, the violence isn't really necessary about solving a problem is more about stopping a problem from occurring. Mm -hmm. For instance, in Geran, like in the first fight takes place between the, the female lead um, character, who's the sister of the main character. And she's, she uses, she has to use martial arts to get herself out of a potentially violent situation. And in this one, it happens the same way. But the difference, I think, between um, Geran and, and Walid is that the action comes very late in the film. Like, you know, every like before it's about it's about talking, it's about discussing and like it's about helping us to get to know these two characters, which is Walid, um, the lead character, who's a teacher and Aisha, who's this little girl who's craving for knowledge. So talk about the difference um, between um, Giran and, and Walid and why you decided to basically, I think, push the the action later in the film than strictly from the beginning, because I thought it was very interesting that you added it later in the film. So I choose to, 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 to put a fighting on the back because I, I want to, uh, to, to tell the audience uh, the, the full uh, story uh, and narrate their, 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 their thinking about the humanity issues. So I, 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 I think it's, I, I'm not a... Uh, action director 
only but i want to be a uh, uh, to be a director more on uh, humanity film and, and uh, global issue is very tough now and i i want to contribute to, uh, for our people about uh, about humanity education and discriminate for another people so i i i used to 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 make a first hour wallet about uh, people and i think is uh, i don't know uh, 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 the audience uh, uh, we have a uh, many type of our audience to 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 watch and i don't care about that and i just do what, what i what i want to do <laughs> and i need uh, people have uh, something when when uh, they 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 watch the film then they uh, and they get something uh, a good a good uh, message and uh, a good thinking about other uh, other people hmm right you're making you're first of all making the story for you and then you're also making it for you people so like everyone else is just like a, an extra um bonus at the end you're just like this story is for malaysian people and it's about malaysian issues and it's about malaysian society right it's about ah. stories that need to be told the last the last part of uh fighting scene is uh for action to be action uh, for action fans ah, action for fans there were fans. some people call it action <laughs> yeah yeah you're like okay you're just like you know so, what i i have to put in the action because uh, for you i guess it's almost expected now that you'll have action in your films because like um the salat warriors was I think highlighted Salat um, uh, martial arts so heavily. Like people would almost expect you to have it in mm. your second film because that's almost like what we would call your calling card or your signature as a filmmaker. You're you're because um, because I remember when I was doing my research for uh, for Salat Warriors, like as you had mentioned, like Salat wasn't really featured very heavily in um, martial arts films for years, not just. Um, Southeast, not just Malaysian films, but a lot of Southeast Asian and Asian films. Because I remember, I think we only really got I, for. I think maybe the first time I saw Salat would have probably been on Bok with um Tony Ja, and um that had a bit of Salat in it. And then of course there was I also forget the name, but it's a film by um Gareth Evans, the one with um Marantau. Tony, hmm? the first one Marantau. Yes, Marantau. I remember I love that film. I saw that film and like that was when that was then also when Salat became um I think started to really get into film but even then a lot of people didn't really identify it. You know a lot of people would be like they were like oh is this a, a MMA type of thing and you're like no it's like completely different. And I don't know if you know this but actually Salat is also kind of featured in there's a British show called Gangs of London and so mm -hmm. that is actually used in that show as well it's one of the art it's one of the martial arts arts firms they use in it so i would say like so that is kind of making slowly becoming more uh more well demonstrated in martial arts films and like of course now you have two films that are added to that um to that so i think it's actually great <laughs> mm, cool yeah 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 so um so now for i want now to talk about the differences in your character because the first film talks about um we talk it talks about capitalism and how uh, exploitation of people like stealing land and mm -hmm. like and like a lot of people are conning people out of their homes and their deeds and their land because like land is, be, is such a 
um, a vital commodity. Like people believe once you have land, you have power. So that's what the first film is about. This one now is about um, child exploitation and um, and kidnapping and Blackmore and um, human trafficking. So why did you decide to pick human trafficking as the main um, social issue to address in this film? And why a teacher having someone be a teacher as the as the hero as the protagonist in this film and having Amigat um, play that teacher? I choose to use uh, uh, child trafficking issue because uh, it's a reality in in front of my eyes. Yeah. Uh, and I, I saw many when I travel and I, I saw the, 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 the kids and come and begging me uh, for money. And, and, and we know that the, the kids have uh, some agency exploit the kids to, to make uh, the, the wrong way, make money. And then uh, and, uh, in my field, uh, on the, the real time, I, I, I have a one, uh, one production shooting with me and uh, then some bad guy used the, the kids mm -hmm. uh, to, to be a talent for, for, for them. And they use a more on very very bad uh, attitude for what we call not good for for our people. And I I think it's a very dangerous and critical issue because the in Malaysia is a very uh, small community aware about about uh, the kids and you like becoming involved in this um, project. Um, I got like. What was the kind of research that you had to do from your from your end as the lead? Because this is someone who is a teacher and he's teaching underprivileged children, but he has to also. I think for this character, at first, I'm I'm going to be completely honest with you. At first, I kind of was like suspicious of him because like the way the film is kind of set up is just like it's about. I think it's about being aware of the people around you because you have to like be. Uh, I think it's for everyone to be aware of children, you know, the protecting of children. And like, you know, it's, we, there's a saying that the goals, it takes a village to raise kids. And like the film talks about that. It's about all of these adults around these kids yeah. being aware of them. You know, like if one goes missing, you're supposed to notice because everyone in the village knows all of these children. You know, you'll be like, I noticed this one kid is missing. And a lot of that has to do with adults wanting to be aware so, and for a teacher, a teacher is supposed to know all of their students, you know, and they're supposed to get to know the home lives of their students and like what's going on with them. So for you, what kind of research did you do for, for playing this character? Because you not only have to do research about being a teacher, but also I think being a child advocate, because that's not some, I think that's something you have to consciously think about. Yeah. Um, well, the, the challenge for me uh, being uh, Walid was because I'm not a father myself, mm. uh, but I have um, I have nephews and nieces. Um, so um, I do spend a lot of time with them, and and I I, I do watch and I do uh, see how the parents raise them, and and how concerned uh, my my brothers and sisters for 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 my nephews and nieces' education. And this is uh, things that that I think because. I come from a middle class background, so it's so different 
how these kids are treated and then mm-hmm. when i go uh, to the uh, suburban areas it's so different so so th- these are the things that I, i i needed to to look at and how especially how the 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 public and how people perceive these undocumented children mm-hmm. uh, so uh, generally uh, they're not really um, positive views for these kids so a lot of people don't really mm-hmm. care about them there's always there's, there's, there's that one bit one scene in the in the in, in the stall which the 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 old man old guy really happens and i think those are the things that i think um uh i needed to know which i think it helped uh, where i had friends who does community services and they spent time with with all these uh, children they 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 know they these children they do all this so called bad things mm. not without any particular reason they, so i think i have to put myself in 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 um in a fatherly way of thinking right. approach the uh, that's number one and then number two that's where the teacher comes in which uh, like i said i, I mean i sometimes uh, teach uh, acting also to kids so that helps the how how you approach kids that's how what, what my approach was but somehow to 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 know uh to to approach i have to view this this actors this kids as actually uh how they are they are not privileged uh kids so these are the kind of things that i need to uh, uh to watch to to see to research how to make this character very believable to 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 make him care about everyone and and also actually just put i i needed to put a reason for him to why 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 he needed to do why he needed to be there his wallet is actually an outsider he he doesn't speak the 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 dialect of, mm. of the area he's he, he, he's the among the only one who, who speaks differently right. he, he comes in there although he's an outsider he's among the ones who really care about about the people there so i i i needed to put a reason behind his objectives he has many objectives but what what were the the reason why why he he needs to be there yeah. right um so you mentioned a few things that i want to talk about the first thing is uh is for i want to talk first about um the children and how people are treating people treat the children the thing is is Uh, as an adults or we 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 know and we should believe and people should have the conviction that adults should be the protectors of children because children are the most vulnerable in society no matter where you go children are the most vulnerable but it's so it's always so shocking but also disheartening and that it is a sad fact of life that adults will be just as prejudiced to children as they are to other adults you know first first and foremost no one should be prejudiced to anyone for where they come from how they look how they talk and on all of these things but when you do have the prejudice you would think okay like being prejudiced to an adult is slightly different because you would think okay the adult can kind of like defend themselves or speak up for themselves or whatever but children don't have that children are just vulnerable you know like white like like the scene you mentioned with the two with the with the two men talking about Aisha in the stall 
like I've seen things like that happen to me. I've seen things happen. That's happened to me. And I've seen things like that happen in real life. And when I can, I speak up and, you know, like I, I would say, this is a child. Why are you like treating a child this way? But it's, it's always so, um, it, it, that's when you kind of think about one of the dark sides of humanity where people can target children as easily as they target another adult. So that's one of the things about this film. It focuses on the different ways that children can be targeted and mistreated. Yes, people would think the most obvious villains are the the human traffickers, you know, the the people that are targeting and kidnapping these kids. But I think um, Ariel, we also do this uh, film is pointing out there's other types of villainy in society, like the people who are racially and ethnically prejudiced against Aisha and her mom and the other and the other kids in their neighborhood. So I want you to talk first about that, Ariel, like to showing how like when it comes to villains, like everything isn't as black and white. It's kind of funny, but you guys are wearing um, black and white shirts, but like, it's not like, like, it's not clear. Like everything isn't black and white. Like, yes, you have the human traffickers are villains, but also to me, I saw these old men and the people who think like them as villains as well, because they're not helping these children, you know, they're being prejudiced and racist towards children. And I'm like, you're, you're, you're bad too. Like you may not be out there wielding a sword, but you're just, your, your remarks are just as hurtful as as what is being done to these kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, di apa tanya um, dalam masyarakat kita ni uh, apa yang dalam kita ni orang jahat tu tak clear. Hmm. Bukan bukan je yang trafficking ni je orang jahat. Hmm. Yang pakcik tu, hmm. yang ni. So apa? Uh, so dia nak tak cakap pasal uh, inilah apa benda. Um, uh, Society itu sendiri adalah jahat terhadap hmm. budak-budak ni. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so, itulah dia. Macam mana, apa benda dia orang tu bukan, maknanya uh, jahat dan baik tu bukan hitam dan putih. Hmm. Kita cakap black and white tadi tu. Hmm. <laughs> Everyone semua dalam grey area masing-masing. Hmm. So, I, I think is a dignity or your 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 heart about uh, people. And then I I think is susah soalan tu senang yeah, uh, soalan tu uh, pasal apa? Bukan punya attitude kan? So but but I think yeah what what you're talking about while while he's thinking while he's thinking you can answer yes. <laughs> um, I think yeah what you're saying is true because I think um, everyone there's no clear bad guy here in 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 while say so yes for for the film we 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 show that. The human traffickers are bad guys, but but if, if if you notice, even one of the traffickers was uh, he did uh, he 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 wanted to fight um, mm-hmm. Paku because he himself has has a stake uh, yeah. at the end. So although he's a human trafficker, he's also a father. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and and then even um, so, everyone does everyone uh, even. Uh, Even Aisha's mother can be seen as a bad guy at one point uh, because she's overprotective. She but but eventually she sees through Wally's intention. So even how, yeah, I mean from even Walid, Walid himself. I think when when the push comes to to shove, what he did at the end is actually not not nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I mean. Yeah, he did what he had to do. And like what you're saying about Walid is interesting because the thing is, is 
Like at the beginning, I think he he wanted to rescue Aisha and save her and teach her because he saw her as a replacement for his own daughter who's missing, you know, like he he didn't see Aisha for herself. You know, he wasn't interested in her for herself. He was just like, oh, I'm missing my daughter. So here's a replacement. So in a way, that's that's not that's not bad, but it's also a way of not acknowledging her as a as an independent person, you know, and not not long acknowledging her for being herself because she could feel like being feel like you're used as a replacement for someone is not a nice feeling so that's a way that she that she would feel bad and he unconsciously could was doing that to her at the beginning but he did get to eventually realize Aisha is Aisha my daughter is my daughter you know so you have to learn how to separate how to separate his feelings with regards to that yeah yeah mm. true yeah yeah I think it's uh, about uh, survival uh, for every people so we we can we we cannot watch this uh, this uh this anger this this mother and uh, traffickers and uh, pachi or uncle in the stall and this is about kemiskinan poverty poverty mm-hmm. uh, right so it's all about money and the sakaido um des- desperation desperation Uh, in their life. Yeah, poverty can lead people to making extremely bad decisions. Everything, everything do everything, every every legal or illegal part, and you can you can cannot imagine what they 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 thinking to to make uh, money and tak pernah terfikir. Yeah, sometimes just out of desperation, people do things out of uh, unmanageable things. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, it's true because, and again, this is, I guess, like it, we, I mentioned capitalism, but yeah, it's talking about because a lot of this is tied into capital because capitalism has affected every country, every corner of the world, every aspect of society and culture. And it's about the one of the underlying things that is so evil and so insidious about capitalism is it, it makes people believe that in order to be valued as a human being we must be rich and you know we must exert power over people like to be rich whether it's not it's not only rich in money but it's rich in power in like and a part of doing that is subjugating other people it's about oppressing other people and for in the first film is about people stealing land and these gangsters exploiting people for their own land and their property and trying to say I'm going to, oh, if I own this land, I can own you. Whereas for this one, it's about exploiting these children because they pick on the most vulnerable of as society, as I mentioned, the, the children. And there are human traffickers who traffic in human, in adults as well. And, you know, like sex traffickers and that. But to, to, to go after children, there's a, there has to be something in you that completely turns off. You know, like there has to be a part of you, of you as a human being that I think you have to completely suppress and just get rid of, which is not only your conscious, but your your ability to see other people as a human. And for these children, like what you're showing is like, it is like poverty force has forced these people to make extremely terrible and extremely evil decisions. But it also forces people like Walid and the other men, men in the community to do something that they wouldn't have wanted to do, which is violence. You know, they 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 don't they don't look forward to being violent. You know, they don't want to fight, but because of the situation, they're like, if the only way to get out of this situation, the only way to help these children is to basically 
fight and be as you have to be you have to get down and dirty just as just as dirty as the people you're fighting you know sometimes this talking isn't going to solve every issue you know you you like debating is not going to solve every issue and and i think that's something that your films are are about it's about showing that when at the end of the day the only sunday is the best way to solve a, a problem is to fight fight <laughs> <laughs> bullies bullies don't listen until you start to fight back I, I used to be bullied in school and they didn't listen to me until i was like you know what talking will only take you so far <laughs> yeah true true true. it is um so no i we, we talked about the philosophy of the film which is talking about um about the humanity of these characters and, and oppression and all that now i want to talk about and now i'm going to segue into talking about the violence the fight sequence there's one particular fight sequence in this film that is i think it's almost an hour long why <laughs> why ariel why did you make such a long fight sequence because it, it's extremely hard to choreograph and to execute but why did you think it was important to have a fight sequence this long in, in a film in this film because fighting is not uh fighting human trafficking never ending until now mm -hmm. so i choose to um to express to express uh, uh the fighting when I I have a, a power to to destroy to destroy our traffickers all traffickers in uh, in the world I used to be a terrible and uh, very aggressive to fight them very hard. Mm, right. Yeah. So so you want because i because to me I, can, I will be honest watching a fight sequence that long for, <laughs> as an audience member can be exhausting because you're just like wow this is still <laughs> going it's going and going but as you're saying it's about i guess conveying the exhaustion of the situation where it is a never-ending fight in real life that, that so, scene is i'm feel uh what if they they are their trafficker in in front of me I do like what while it do. <laughs> you're gonna fight them. You're just I'm gonna fight. Them. <laughs> yeah, because it's true. Because like I, because I even saw other said I love action films, and there are some films I've watched with like some super long action sequences. But I think yours might be one of the longest ever. <laughs> and, and I, so first of all, no, four is very longer fighting from from start and until. The end. <laughs> yeah. So 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 I have to like congrats to the choreographer, to the actions, the stunt doubles, the stunt performers, the fighters, choreographers. Um, um, we got like you, you have to, you have to fight. So what was it like for you getting back into doing practicing a lot? Like what kind of like training? Because you said you hadn't practiced like what well, you said almost twenty years. So what was it like getting back into showing this side of you? As uh, I guess as a performer now, because you're like, I'm an action star now. <laughs> <laughs> wow, action star. Wow. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, although I don't uh, practice a lot, but I do, I mean, um, whenever I, uh, I, I, I get, I got time uh, to go to the gym, I do still try to uh, do some stretches, exercise. exercises. Yeah, but but uh, I I do try to train, keep keep my uh, my, my my leg up, still <laughs> still have that kick. <laughs> but uh, the the good thing or the I think the funny thing about Walid itself is the process of 
going into the the training is actually his 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 casting process uh, mm-hmm. because um, we we shot uh, another uh, project a few months before mm-hmm. which had some, uh, uh, not as much as action as, as Walid but uh, we had some fight scenes so after that that project was done he he told everyone to okay let just go back and start training because we're going to shoot Walid in two months okay uh, uh, so I went back started training went cycling or started going to the gym uh, do all those those routine punching back and I actually got my stamina back up yeah. and uh, um, and uh, I lost five kgs uh, and which suddenly I got a text from him and because after I went uh, one of the cycling um, uh, trips I, I posted it online and suddenly after the post went up I got a text from him telling me hey please don't lose, don't weight. lose so much weight <laughs> because because at that time nobody knew who's going to play who mm. I didn't know that I, I was going to play Walid only two weeks before the shoot everyone knows who's going to play who so so when i got that text i'm like ah why why he's sending this he doesn't want me to lose weight so again i'm like okay maybe because uh like i said uh, um while is my first time playing a lead role before this i'm so used to playing um uh, supporting roles antagonists or comedic roles mm-hmm. I it's never I doesn't cross my mind because going to this uh going past 40 I've never ever thought of being a lead role anymore I mean in I'm I'm just saying the the reality how uh it is in Malaysia uh, people past 40 it can rarely uh, be casted as a lead role someone someone who looks like me and then uh but but again i i uh i didn't stop training until when when he he announced who's going to play who we went to to the location and we worked the the good thing is 99% of all the performers of everyone had silat background or martial art background mm. and we trained uh, uh near uh, where the set is and um every day before the shoot began uh and then even when when the shoot was uh when the shoot was happening whenever i don't have any scenes we will will still we will still uh, train or choreograph so when when it's uh, time to go into the scenes uh it didn't take that long i mean the the each major fight that i did only took one day to shoot oh. yeah it's very impressive <laughs> so it was pre- preparation before and then when we came in we just uh and one day is just uh basically 12 hours or less so hmm. that's uh how long it took and Ariel why didn't you why did you wait so long to tell him that he would play that he would play Walid I, I had three choices to cast uh uh to to play as Walid mm So, but the the three uh, uh, the first and second uh, have a stereotype uh, as her hero. Ah, oh, okay. So I don't think is a very. I used to change our mindset. Hero is not only the 
tough guy or muscle, uh, muscle and got uh, uh, good looking and not uh, my guy is also good looking <laughs> but the size oversize <laughs> uh, so I, i i don't want to to follow uh, follow uh, normal uh, direction so i i always against uh, normal direction <laughs> <laughs> right, you don't want to follow the typical society ah, right, way of it. Okay, the right way. <laughs> and I understand that because it's about um, anybody can be a hero, you know. As long as you, as long as you get the gather up the courage to 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 be a hero, like you are a hero. And it doesn't only have to do with fighting, as you said. Like fighting was the last resort, but it's about standing up for for people, you know, speaking out like, as um, as Wally did. Like for for Aisha, he was speaking out. Um, against those men being um, racist towards her, being prejudiced towards her, but also um, he's a, he's also a hero for those for those kids. You know, he's teaching them how to read. He's giving them knowledge, and knowledge is power. So that's that's being a hero too. I always say teachers are as teachers are a special breed because everyone isn't called to be a teacher. Being a teacher is not easy, and like and like a lot of people like they see teachers as unsung heroes. So I understand like needing to cast someone like um like Megat because like you you're trying to show that every anyone has the capability to be a hero as long as they have the courage to to step up. True. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And and um, one of the other things that you mentioned the casting um Megat where like you said like over like ninety percent of everyone had either a celeb or martial arts background. And I remember I I read that when I was doing my my research for Giran. Um, before because like um so that used to be taught at the schools and is and is taught as like um is a very common activity for people to learn in Malaysia at very young ages so I and I think that's just such a special thing where you're like as part of our culture like we are taught this martial arts this um art form as a part of our culture but another thing about the film um um Ariel that you do for your that you did for both Gerana and for this is that you cast people who are basically novice actors you know like this is their first time on screen and um and you're you're basically giving these people an opportunity to enter into an industry that they would have never necessarily thought of entering um you know like being actors working behind the scenes you know and 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 giving like select practitioners also a work as like stunt performers, you know, giving them an opportunity to enter into the industry that way. So talk now. I want you, Ariel, to talk about casting people who wouldn't necessarily be would have thought of becoming actors, for instance. Like you have like people that like, you can like as like from my own critical perspective as a as a film critic. Like when I'm watching films, I I can tell who is a trained professional actor and who isn't. And I think that it like it has a special quality to the films and it has a realness where like people be like, okay, so like this person's timing isn't exact, and like you can tell when they're thinking about their lines and they're trying to say, don't look at the camera too much. You can tell me people are trying not to look at the camera, and that's the difference between a trained actor and a novice. But why why is it that you always choose to work with um with novice performers and you're just going to be like, I'm going to get someone who's never acted a day in their life to be in my film? Why do you do that? I need to know. I love to 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 give a uh, opportunity for another uh, people yeah don't have a uh, chance to, mm. to involve in our industry so I think it's my my risk to 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 get them join me 
for 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 two movies and I don't I don't think is a very very they they can can explore explore and uh, more exposure for martial artists we do we don't have a uh, martial artists uh, before this and now I I'm create the team Granian team to give a exposure for another martial art in my country hmm. yeah so I, I don't know why I, 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 I choose them because I, I think it's about attitude, discipline, and they, they want to, to hear what I uh, want to, 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 say. to say. And they, they follow and they, they, they don't have any against what, what I'm, I'm, I want to do. Mm-hmm. And then, so direction is smoothly and and when you shooting in 35 days so smooth and the the result is come out i'm i'm so happy because i have a team give full commitment to to finish it about a full movie in 35 days yeah and and i think that's actually very important because in the malaysian film industry like this is one that is still not i would say not as i would say not internationally no i don't want to say because i'm not i, I don't want to like um don't cry the importance but i think it's just like you're introducing a new generation of of film creatives in the malaysian and the asian film industry you know you're you're have if any when people say okay we need like um we want to feature like salat in our film like they have your team to go to you know they have you to you they have you as a as an example and as a consultant to say this is how you can build a team of professional salat um stunt performers you know like and 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 not only just the salat but also like actors you know like you're inter- especially because a lot of your, your both films feature a lot of young people so it's like giving them opportunities to work not just in front of the camera but but behind you know because you need a crew behind um the camera like you know people everybody will be like oh i want to be an actor i'm like okay you want to be an actor who's going to be the director who's going to be the dp who's going to be the cameraman who's going to do the rigging you know who's going to do craft services all who's going to do costume director lighting you need to introduce people into all of these aspects of the film industry and this is how like working with you and working with your team and working with like mega because as you mentioned you have a production company is about i guess you could say helping the malaysia film industry survive you know it has you can't survive with just veterans you know mm-hmm. you need like new blood you need like younger people to believe that they have a future in the industry as well yeah 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 uh, i think um the the most interesting thing for me doing both grand and uh, walid because uh, everyone did not everyone is a uh, professional uh, meaning not just in front of the screen it, mm-hmm. behind the screen we have so many people trying to contribute trying to give uh, because it's like a, a, it's so different working in a professional setting and working uh, w- uh, with Walid and uh, Gran because it's, it feels like a community uh, mm-hmm. The the uh, for example you you mentioned craft services the 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 person who did craft services for 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 Walid it, he's he's actually uh, uh, not a professional film worker but he spent his time everything he does pro- voluntarily mm-hmm. he doesn't even uh, complain and he 
I, I mean that's just for me it's just so um uh, touching i mean i yeah. i i love the, the the feeling that we had while, while we shot this yeah i i think it's important i always try for my work to highlight all of the behind the scenes work as well because as i said like these films can't only happen with the director and writer and actors you have hundreds of people behind the scenes working to have these um these films brought to life and like you have to as you mentioned like the craft services and all of this and like it's always important to show people that they're the film industry is more than just this camera what you see on screen you know the film industry is about this whole world that exists behind the camera and like films like this especially independent films that's one of the reasons i love speaking to independent uh, filmmakers is because they're um and a lot of people don't act don't really pay attention to it but like the film industry that we and this is just globally wouldn't exist unless people are showing unless people like filmmakers like you um ariel show that there is a potential you know like there's all of these different aspects of working in the industry you know being an artist like people everyone can't have the ability to be an actor so you can't be an actor you want to be working in the film industry go and do production design, you know, go and learn lighting design, you know, go and learn craft services, go and learn how to feed people. You know, if you have a passion for cooking and you want to work in the film industry, you can work in craft services, you know? So it's about, as you said, like building a community behind the scenes and, and film is a community. It's, it's like every film set is like basically like a little world, you know, a little, a little um, enclave. And I think that's important with what you're doing. What both of you are doing is, I think keeping the, the Malaysian film industry alive, you know, especially attending, like doing international screenings, like what you're doing in New York now is <laughs> a way to highlight it. It's <laughs> a way to highlight it for, um, for, for people around the world, because I'm not going to, I'm going to keep it a hundred. Like everyone, when people think film and when they, they think Asian film, they think Japan, China, Korea, and perhaps um, Singapore. And I'm like, no, Malaysia is still there. You know, Thailand is still there. Vietnam is like still there you know all especially like southeast asian countries do kind of get pushed to the side and like don't really get acknowledged but i'm just like nah you gotta you gotta start bring everyone together because this is the only way that it, it can survive yeah yeah so so i want to thank you um i think yeah i think our time is out. so i want to thank both of you for joining me to oh wait no i'm wrong okay so my my last question i want to ask both of you is what was the hardest part of making this film and what was the easiest part of making this film and it can be taught it could be the doing the action choreography it could be the dialogue it could be you know like working in the heat or whatever like what was the most challenging aspect of making this film for you and then what was the moment where you were having the most fun making this film uh, uh the hardest part to making a film is uh, find the budget. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And the... Uh, Senang? Hmm. Easiest. Uh, the easiest one is... Uh, easiest or funnest? Film. <laughs> the make, making a film. Making the actual film is the, is the easiest and the funnest part for you. Because you're like, once I have the money, I'm set. <laughs> you're like, everything can happen now. <laughs> it's true. Money does make everything easier. <laughs> Hmm. I, I mean, uh, for me, uh, what was the hardest part during the shoot was we were still fighting COVID. Hmm. So uh, while doing uh, the fight scenes, I mean, it's fu funny because we've already done all the dramatic parts 
we were fine. But when 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 I got to the fight, my fighting scenes, uh, suddenly one day I found out that I was positive, um, and I had to uh, quarantine for for five days, and then while they continued on shooting, and then came back on set still having some uh, uh, still still feeling sick. I mean, I was already uh, negative, but but still feeling sick and trying to continue the fight scenes. Uh, while still feeling a bit sick, so that's that's the hardest part during uh, uh, the, the the shoot. But the easiest part is playing Walid. I mean, it's just I think I, well, I it's I didn't skip a bit. I mean, when when uh, he named the cast, I mean, I was like, oh, okay, this is my chance. Uh, this is uh, this was this is my shot. I have. I think that that's. I didn't have any doubt at all. I'm just. I'm going to jump <laughs> to to the role without question and do as best as I can. You're like this is my moment to be the leader. Yes, <laughs> you're like seize the moment. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, again, thank you so much, both of you, for talking with me. I wish I could have done it in person in New York. I'll get to New York one day, but. Um, <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, I, and or maybe I'm maybe Malaysia because one of my dreams is to go to like different Southeast Asian countries, partly for the view, but mostly for the food. Um, <laughs> you can ask my agent now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'll be like that. <laughs> so definitely, once I do make it down to Malaysia, I'm gonna speak it into me. Once I make it down to Malaysia, I'll definitely give you guys a look, see, and a shout. <laughs> sure. Thanks so much. And, and congratulations on the film and showing you, it internationally. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you so much. Thank you for, for having us. Yeah. Thanks. So everyone, that was another episode of Carolyn Talks. Um, and today I was joined by writer and director Ariel Abu Bakar and lead actor Megat Sharizal to talk about their film, Walid, which is Ariel's second feature-length film. His first feature film is Gilan, also titled Silat Warriors, Deed of Death. That I um, I did that one, the interview that I did for that one was a written interview. So I'll post the link for that in the description box as well. And my review for the film as well. And um, this one, Walid, is very different, but also similar to in, in great ways to um, Gilan. And this film is, I think this film is like, I love films like this where, yes, it's an action film. But it's also um, a film about social awareness and basically social commentary on the state of not only, I think, Malaysian culture, but I think a lot of culture, uh, countries around the world, because human trafficking is a global issue. Um, it's it's, a, it's a, a crime that happens in every corner of the globe. And while I was watching the film, it made me think of like being me being here in Toronto and living in North America about the advocacy work of um, the the groups that does are missing and indeed missing and murdered indigenous women and like so many children around the world are taken from their homes and just like sold for 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 slavery sex slavery um indentured servitude and they're exploited and and um and and, and killed and it happens all over the world and the film is Yes, set in Malaysia, but it's also, I think, a 
reminder that adults are should step up. You know, if you see something wrong, say something, step up. And that's what happens with the character of Bully played by um, Magat. And it's just like he didn't set out to be a hero, but he ended up being one simply because he gathered up the courage to speak on behalf of this child, to protect the children that he teaches and to find the courage to act. And that's so many of the world's problems. I think all of them could be solved with if everyone found the courage to just act, to just say something. So I appreciate um, Miguel and Ariel for taking the time to talk to me about the film and just about the messages of the film and the things that affect society that we can do to affect change. And I wish both of them, the entire team, his agent, Iman, um, Imanto, um, all the success. And um, I can't wait to see what Ariel does next because I want to see where he does with Salat because, um, as we mentioned in the interview, this film has an almost hour-long action sequence. And <laughs> if he ever does that in a film, in another film, like kudos to him and his team. Like that was that's amazing. It was it was exhausting to watch, but like I'm just watching it. Imagine having to to do it. Um, but again, thank you so much and congratulations to them. And you can find the video version of this interview on my YouTube channel. That's YouTube dot com slash car slash at symbol carolyn underscore Hines. find um links on my twitter instagram and tiktok at the handle at carrie cnh that's c-r-r-i-e-c-n-h-1-2 go to my r3 page we can find links to the podcast and my other two podcasts that i call that i host as well as all of my writing um there and that's authory a-u-t-h-o-r-y dot com slash carolyn Hines. And um, yeah, all of the interviews that I've been doing for the real, what am I saying? All of the interviews that I, I've been doing for the New York Asian Film Festival, I have TIFF coming up. So that's another set of interviews that you can look forward to, as well as interviews that I've been doing for the African American Film Critics Association. Those are not in podcast form, those are only in videos on my YouTube channel only. And um, I think that's it. So until the next episode of Carolyn Talks, everyone stay safe. Bye.